Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to part two of The Moon Underwater, where we are joined by Liam Williams, who is creating his perfect pub. And apologies for having you on those naughty and naughties hooks for so long. Uh, my answer sheet is completely blank. Uh, don't know how uh, any of you have done. Uh, one of the questions did rely on you having visited a specific web page. No, I don't uh, think it so, did. I, wait, so, wait, wait. <laughs> press pause. Press pause. The idea with, with that, A, that list went viral last year. B, you can just take an educated guess as to what might be the best landfill indie song. So as Quizmaster, I have to say, I think I was being fair and just in my choosing a question. So let, so you haven't got any answers then, John? No, none at no. all? Okay, so Liam, let's see how well you did. Who had a hit with Let's Dance to Joy Division? Was that the Wombats? It was the Wombats. Question two, last year Vice published the list of top 50 greatest landfill indie songs. What was number one? What are you saying? I'm not sure. I thought it could be Razorlight, it could be Fratelli's. If it were Razorlight, I'd guess The Golden Touch, Girl with the Golden Touch. Fratelli's, I would guess Chelsea Dagger. I'll pick a side, I'll say Fratelli's. Well done. It was Chelsea Dagger by the Fratellis. Absolutely brilliant. I, I, I went through the, some of the list, and some of those songs are really, really bad. Uh, but I'm not going to name names. Uh, but yeah, it was the Fratellis at number one there. Uh, okay, which song contains the lyrics? When she wakes up in the morning, she writes down all her dreams. It's like the Book of Revelations or the Beano or the Unabridged Ulysses. Do you know that one, Liam? Yeah, I think it's What a Waster by... The Libertines, rather than Baby Shambles? It is The Libertines, what a waster. Yeah, well done, that's 100%. <laughs> Brilliant. That, that, that doesn't reflect well on me, does it? Not? It does, it's great. And I, I wonder, I, our producer Matt, I, I do strongly suspect he may have got all three of those as well, but we, we'll find out at the end of the show. <laughs> right then, so we're all now experts on Landfill Indie, and I'll certainly be going uh, to check out all of those songs. Um <laughs> But Liam, uh, we return to your fantasy pub of the mind, your tavern au la tête. Uh, what, what spirits would you, would you have? Are you a spirit drinker? Yeah, I mean, within reason, to an extent. I think my first spirit will be a whiskey. I, I, I generally drink beer, 
But sometimes the mood transcends to a point where beer just won't do it anymore. You know, beer beer's not enough. And um, whiskey is, is generally where I'll go at that point. You've tried to get your key in the lock. You can't quite find the right key, so you just want to hammer down the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes. You, yeah, you just got to kick the door in. But sometimes it's more the nature of the conversation has has just become a little more interesting, a bit more profound, perhaps. Uh, it's a special occasion, you know. You're trying to persuade somebody not to get divorced, you know. It's time to, to get a whiskey. Sometimes you want Genesis, sometimes you want Phil Collins, uh, you know. <laughs> You've had enough of the sophistication. Let's let's just let's just get to the hits. Well, no, but actually I think of whiskey as being more sophisticated. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's the other way around. Sometimes you've had enough of Phil Collins, you want let's have some Genesis. Yeah. I I I would I'd love to meet the person who'd start the evening on on whiskies and then switch to beer at about midnight. <laughs> yeah. Have a night a nightcap and it's a can of Stella. Actually, I've done that. Sorry. If if I can, I'd like a Lefroig. If I if if there's a Lefroig available, you certainly can have a Lefroig, and I think I think Lefroig does fit with your pub. It's dark interiors, it's candlelight, and to use that phrase again, the warm bloom of air. I think Lefroig has a definite bloom of air, doesn't it, coming out of it? So I mean, I I find it personally repulsive but it does have that that it does it is a bloom is what i'm saying it's it's the it's the it's an autumn night a bonfire on an autumn Mm. night is lefroig i think yeah it's pretty it's it's quite peasy um and in in lockdown winter last um it was at that point where we thought there was going to be christmas and then suddenly there wasn't i thought i was going home to leeds and then that became impossible and to treat myself i bought myself a bottle of lefroig quarter cask they do they do this quarter cask which maybe is maybe i was just hoodwinked by by the branding but the, the idea is like because it's the smaller cask that the that flavor is even more intense and uh, i do i like it intense guys i like it smoky oaky peaty yeah so are you going for the lefroig quarter cask as your uh, spirit of choice yeah I think I am. Great. Yeah. yeah. And your your second spirit? Yeah, I think I'm going to say a generic tequila, like uh, whatever, Jose Cuervo, whatever it is, whatever the, the entry-level tequila is. Because tequila, you know, fortunately a little less these days, but that's where, that is the, that's kicking in the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've yeah, lost yeah, your yeah. key. That's the battering ram. Uh, if you really want to take the night, a higher level in some ways. Not a more sophisticated level, far less sophisticated, but more interesting. Perhaps. So you've you've gone from Phil Collins to Genesis to what are we saying? Take that? The Fratellis? I don't know. The Fratellis, <laughs> maybe. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. You're in the moon underwater, which is one of the most incredible mind-expanding places on Earth. And to expand our minds even further, it's the lovely Robin with the Moon Underwater Pub Library. Thanks, John. Um, So this week on the Pub Library, I've got the Outrun by Amy Liptrot, which uh, we mentioned in a previous episode, actually, the Adrian Charles episode, we mentioned it. So here at the Moon Underwater, we try not to shy away from the various and many negative problems with alcohol. 
And this book really reflects that. It's a memoir about Amy Liptrot had a uh, alcoholism and using AA managed to kind of uh, she's sober now and um she she basically went back to the Orkneys where she grew up and st- started getting very into nature. So it's an amazing book because it's it's about the healing power of nature and it's about kind of dealing with that and coming to terms with yourself, get, dealing with your past I suppose and coming to terms with yourself. Uh, it's a very, very beautiful book. You've read it, haven't you, John? Yes, I have. It's a fantastic, fantastic book. Do you, do you know of this, Liam? Have you heard of it? I've read it as well. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, it's really good. Really good. Yeah. And I think any, anyone, no matter what your relationship with alcohol, I think it's, you will find something of value in there as well. And obviously, as I said, the nature writing is beautiful in itself. So there's so much there for everyone. One reason alcohol is addictive is that it doesn't quite work. It's difficult to get enough of something that almost works. It temporarily gave some relief, so I chased it again and again. My feta morgana, and it made me feel worse. For me, alcohol had become a mirage. It wasn't a solution, but I hoped it was going to be and kept returning to it desperately. And this is just from the end section, where she's getting a ferry away from the island uh, she's on on the Orkneys. Rain on me, strike me with fire. I feel like lightning in slow motion. I am one fathom deep and contain the unknown. I am vibrating at a frequency invisible to man, and I'm ready to be brave. From the upper saloon of the MV Torfin, I watch Pape disappear over the horizon. The last two years stretching glitter behind me like the wake of the ferry. The powers are churning inside me. That's good stuff. <laughs> It's amazing description of the sort of the, like the electric shock of sobriety for mm. so long suddenly makes you feel sort of elemental. Yeah, and she writes so honestly and openly about about her problems as well. Uh, what did you think of the book, Liam, when, when you read it? Yeah, I absolutely loved it. I think I picked. I think I bought it in Edinburgh towards the end of a fringe one year. I found it. There, there was a bookshop. I don't know if it's still there. Opposite the pear tree. Um, oh yeah! Oh, it sells a lot of political books and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Another one. It was just in there, and yeah, maybe the themes. I suppose as uh, as tends to be the case towards the end of the fringe. Yeah, uh, the themes of questioning one's alcohol in, intake become <laughs> yeah. particularly pertinent. And and I, I've actually got more and more into nature. I know it's a generic thing to say, but more and more into nature over the last few years. So yeah, when I read the blurb of that book, I just thought this sounds uh, right up my street, and it was—it did not disappoint. Yeah, really, really powerful book. And you've—you've just—you've—you've—you've you've published your first novel last year, is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last summer. Yeah. Hmm. So what? I mean, how was that kind of born out of the pandemic, or was it? I mean, I guess not, but. I mean, it came out during the pandemic, but like... Yeah, it, it, it was born out of a trip around Europe that I did uh, in 2017, I think. I'd never really done a gap year. Um, and I, so I've, I've no, I'd never had that like extended period of, of travel that was not like something that everybody's entitled to, but it's the thing people like to do and it sounds brilliant. And so I sort of finally was able to do it about the age of 30, I just went around Europe, I suppose, um, yeah, having the kind of modern equivalent of a grand tour, museums and cafes and a lot of bars, obviously not pubs, but but bars being the European equivalent of pubs. And uh, I think while I was there, I thought I would, I was trying to write a diff, I intended to write a different novel. 
and just never got on with it and instead spent most of my sort of uh, sitting down time just writing a blog about what I've been doing, you know, just my sort of experiences and reflections of going around all these European cities. And so came home and my literary agent said, uh, so how, what have you got? And I said, I've got a 50,000 word blog about all the coffees <laughs> yeah. and beers that I had. And she was like, okay. Uh, and funnily enough, nobody seemed particularly interested in that. So I sort of uh, accepted that it was probably just bound to be a kind of vanity project. Maybe I was going to try and record it as a podcast, just as an audio thing, you know, and put it out kind of for free. And and then out of the blue, a publisher said, I think we could turn this into a novel. And she had some good ideas for giving it a more uh, conventional kind of fiction, fictional novelistic structure. And uh, yeah, so that became the project for the next year or so. And then it came out last year. Amazing. Cool. And what's it called? And- it's called Homes and Experiences. So in some ways, the, the novel started as Phil Collins, but turned into Genesis. <laughs> if you like. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't just have a library here that Robin has rightly entered uh, the outrun by Amy Liptrot in, but we also have a jukebox. Uh, we've heard about your love of landfill indie, Liam, but if you had to have one album that you wanted to be playing when you walked into your dream fantasy pub of the mind, what would it be? Well, it's not going to be like my favourite album as such. It's going to be a good drinking album, a good pub album. It's going to be Rum, Sodomy and the Lash by the Pogues. Just a fantastic album. Like it's not, you know, it's not the best album you'll ever hear. You know, you're not going to necessarily recommend it to everybody that you meet. But for for, for jukebox purposes, if you want to put something on, uh, that's gonna that's gonna befit a drinking atmosphere in all its shades, whether that's you know dancing on the tables or that sort of melancholy, wistful, sitting in the corner while. Uh, I, also, I need to say I want the two thousand and five reissue, which has um, a rainy night in Soho on it. That's the key track for me, but it wasn't on the original album. Am I right in thinking that this is the second time we've had uh, the Pogues on the Moon Underwater, Robin? Yeah, yeah. Was it Rum, Sodomy and the Lash the last time? Yes, yeah. Yeah, that's fine, though. That's but it good. wasn't the 2005 reissue. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm adding the reissue. There's about five bonus tracks, four of which I, I don't even know, but we get uh, A Rainy Night in Soho, which I think is in, an integral jukebox track. So it's an album that sort of has something for everyone in the, in the, in the drinking spectrum. I would say so. I mean, like, some, some people... Like, I've got more... And more into the Pogues for the last few years. And some people just can't get past them as a kind of novelty band, I guess. But And I kind of get that, but I just think they're fantastic. And if you can get past the the slight silliness of the Pogues and and, and, and beyond Fairy, Fairy Tale of New York, which I, I do think is a good song, not everybody does, but if you can take the Pogues seriously as a band, which I think they deserve to be, then yeah, I think there's something for everybody in the pub. Well, Jimmy Glide, I'm on again, the pub where I was born. He played it from the night time to the pace of early morn. He served the souls of psychos and the men who had the horn. And they all left very happy in the morning. But Jimmy didn't like his place in this world of ours. Pretty A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello, I'm Adam Hurry, host of Football Clichés, a truly unique podcast brought to you by The Athletic. Twice a week, my guests and I tear apart the language of football, the words, the phrases, the mannerisms and the weird habits of everyone involved in the game. From the shoes that football pundits are legally required to wear, to the didn't play for Sam Allardyce's Bolton but really should have done 11, Football Clichés explores all the tiny things that you didn't realise you cared about, but believe me, you do. Well, Liam, we have one more choice for you in your early 20th century pub with its dark interiors, its hanging baskets to provide a bit of brightness on the outside, its interesting tiling and its candlelit warm bloom of air and that musky human smell uh, that you missed so much during lockdown. What's your wildcard choice? OK, there's two possibilities here. I'd love it if you guys can, can help me a little bit. One is... Um... Calvados, which I tried during that trip around Europe. I drank it in Paris one day just because I, I wanted to be sophisticated. I'd heard of it. I didn't really know what it was. I said, bring me a, so if you play, bring me a, a Calvados. <laughs> and um, I think it's like a French apple brandy. Yeah, it's like, it's sort of apple's chunk of the spirit realm. <laughs> yeah, it's not like cider. It's like an apple-y spirit sort of, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. It's a brandy from Normandy, made from apples, or sometimes from apples with pears. Mm. It goes down nice, and 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 it just occurred to me, it's like this is such a nice drink, but you just you never see it, you never get it, you know, you never get it. A bit anymore. like Armagnac. Is it so nice that like you just start thinking, why don't we just drink this all the time? Because I had that with amaretto recently. <laughs> like, how is this so nice? This is too nice. Why isn't this just the standard drink? <laughs> amaretto's like, have you guys talked about this before? It's like amaretto's like pretty looks, right? Like that's uh, you couldn't drink that. Every, it's very, it's quite rich and it's very, very extravagant. Strange, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is, but it's really, re- it's sort of like what you imagine whiskey tasted like when you were a kid. Yeah. <laughs> It's kids' whiskey. Yeah, yeah. Whiskey for children. Imagine they just start selling it for like 
<laughs> Get in the garden and drink your amaretto. What you mean? So it hasn't got alcohol in it? No, it's got alcohol in it, but it just tastes nice. So kids will love it. You know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that actually it's more more of an every. It could be more of an everyday drink than amaretto. I don't know what I, I don't know what explains the low uptake of Calvados. Probably British exceptionalism. And then the other one on the same sort of theme, the, the, the other possibility is Picard. Do you know Picard? Is that what it's called? I think this is like an orange liqueur. And I've tried this. Poured, you pour it into the top of a beer. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm just getting a lot of kind of um, Jean-Luc Picard coming up in my mind when I look for it. Yeah, I think it's the same spelling. No, no, no. This is, no, Picard is wrong. Hang on, backtrack on all this. Pecan. Pecan. How do you spell that? P-I... Wait. Is this truly a liqueur of the mind? (laughs) (laughs) It could be, you know. P-I-C-O-N, that's it. Yeah, yes, that's it. Pecan. Pecan. Alorange liqueur bitters. Ah, okay. So, pecan, I'm... I'm slightly concerned if if this choice is going to be partly down to me between the two. Is is Pecan sharing its sort of ancestry with Campari and uh, Aperol? Because I can't stand that flavour. It it looks like it should be in the in the background of a Toulouse Lautrec painting. The bottle, yes, you know, it's one of those kind of bottles that you'd see in a French brasserie. It's a little like those, but but more orange. More orange. I suppose they're quite orangey. So yeah, maybe if you've got strong feelings against against those. Well, you mix it with a pilsner or wheat beer to create a potent brew known simply as pecan bière, which I'm guessing is a little bit like a sort of you know some people have lager and lime. Lager top. Or something. Lager yeah, top, yeah. but a sort of stronger one. Well. Liam, as much as I would love to give you two wildcard choices for your pub of the mind, I do have to restrict you to one. So is it going to be Calvados or Picard? It's, it's apples or oranges, really, isn't it? It's apples or oranges. It's really, truly apples or oranges. Do you know what? We'll go, we'll go Calvados. I'd love to see that get a bit more, a bit more airtime, yeah. Okay, so Picard has been struck from the records of your mind um, and Calvados sits there. Uh, and I think it probably will. It'll have its moment you just, uh, you know, so many different aperitifs and spirits are having sort of rebranding. It's only a matter of time until suddenly the Edinburgh Festival is sponsored by Calvados. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, this, I would like to go to this pub. But th- I mean, there's not a lot for me at the bar, but I am intrigued by the pub. I would I would be sticking to Woodford's Wherry, I think. You'd have a wherry, would you? Yeah, I'd enjoy that. And a tequila? We'd have a tequila? Yeah, I do like tequila. I'd, I'd have a wherry, but I, and I think I'd have a black lager, but I'd sort, of, I'd, I'd sort of drink it with the lights off, because I think the colour just would put me <laughs> off a bit. So I'd turn the lights off, and I'd have a Schwartz beer. Well, it's very dark anyway, and it's only candlelit. Or you could have it from, like, a pewter tankard, so you wouldn't be able to actually see what was inside. Well, Orwell, I rediscovered today... There's a bizarre bit in The Moon Underwater where he says he finds drinking beer out of glasses weird. And he thinks um, yeah. we should have them out of, what does he say, like China cups or something? <laughs> that must have been the thing at the time. But It's one of those details that really kind of dates it to that specific period, isn't it? Because it's so kind of unknowable what he's talking about in a way, isn't it? You'd feel like you were drinking a big cup of tea. 
you're barred. What one practice or item or behaviour are you going to bar from your pub, Liam? I hope I haven't just like really taken the boring the boring uh, route here, but uh, I wouldn't put televisions in my own pub anyway, and no one's going to bring televisions in. But I tr- I do hate people sitting with a, like a tablet and their headphones on watching like TV shows in the pub or mm. or even I would and then I would go further than that I ban people showing each other videos and I ban video content I'd ban the playing of videos in the pub you can you can use your phone you can send text messages you can check things on your phone you can use a laptop but you can't watch video content that's such a great thing to ban from a pub maybe you can't scroll maybe you can't scroll through social media uh, timelines well, it's got to be one or the other. All right, all right, all right. No video, no video content. I like the banning video. It's, very, it's so hard to police as, as well, isn't it? You know, you might be reading a kind of New Yorker article, but there's a YouTube video embedded. Whoa! You've got to use a pop-up blocker. You've got to use an ad blocker. <laughs> yeah, pub. that's the condition. Yeah, pop-up blocker. <laughs> Good name for the pub. Because it's barred in your dream pub, it, it sort of polices itself. So it's, it's like everyone automatically has an ad blocker, a video blocker, a YouTube blocker. And also, it may say forwarded many times, but you're not going to know what it is. Yeah, absolutely. There's an ethereal ad blocker in (laughs) Hurry up, please. It's time. Liam, what are you naming your pub? So I was thinking about this a bit because I I'm a lover of traditional pubs. You know I'm a I'm a I consider myself a sort of vaguely radical Republican guy, but I can get you know I like the sort of the all the evocations of the the monarchical pub names we have in this country. But I prefer the 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 less uh, the more nature based traditional pub names. Most of all, the Green Man is like one of my favourite pub names. I don't think I've ever been in a good pub called The Green Man. There's about three in London, and they're all average. That's a good, good one in Bristol. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a very good one in Bristol. What does The Green Man, the image, what does that bring up in your mind? Well, I think it's like a folklore figure. I think like in even like Arthurian-type literature, like traditional English literature, there was this idea of The Green Man, who was this like slightly supernatural being who like lived in the in the woods and he was like maybe like partly made out of trees and leaves and things and i i just yeah as i say as i become more of a a nature boy i love this idea of of the green man however uh, that name already exists for a lot of pubs and it's pretty patriarchal it's pretty old-fashioned so i'm proposing the green woman my pub's gonna be the green woman oh lovely that's a very nice vibe have you seen the green knight the film yeah, 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 yeah. Is it? I I was going to watch it last night, but instead I watched a documentary about New Labour. Is it ama- is as amazing as I've read? Uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I love that story anyway, and it's and it's not a bad rendering. Yeah, Decent. I think visually it's amazing, but they do change a lot about the plot of the Gwen and the Green Nut, and I don't really know why they did because the plot is so good, and the changes don't really seem to add anything. But anyway, it's very very good. It's very impressive. To watch, I think. Yeah, I'd recommend. And 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 the Green Knight is like the Green Man. It's he's this sort of strange. Uh, is he sort of biological? Is he is he is he more plants than man? Mm. Sort of ambiguous figure. Yeah. 
And I'd love to meet a woman like that, you know. <laughs> so do you do you hope that your pub will be more inclusive to women because uh, and that's reflected in the name change? Absolutely, because pubs. This is the thing, and and uh, I know you guys kind of acknowledge this. But, uh, pubs. I love pubs, but they they can be very old fashioned. They can't. They they can be. They can feel regressive in lots of ways and and inaccessible to anybody who's not a sort of straight white man. So I think I want to make it feel more gender inclusive. What a fantastic note to end on. But what song would you like from Rum, Sodomy and the Lash to play you out? It's got to be A Rainy Night in Soho. Thank you, Liam Williams, for joining us here at The Moon Underwater. We wish you safe travels back to the other realm. And with him, he takes The Green Woman, his dream pub, to call upon whenever he needs its powers and its resources and its comfort and succour the most. Until next time, bye-bye. I've been loving you a long time Down all the years, down all the days And I've cried for all your trouble Bye-bye, Liam! Bye-bye! Fare thee well! Hold the hand of the realming mensch! Bye-bye, Liam. What a treat it was to speak to Liam Williams. Bye-bye. Bye-bye! Bye-bye, Liam. He's waving. He's waving with seven hands. I love his voice. I love Liam Williams' voice. It's very deep. Great voice. Great voice. Mm. Uh, well, folks, usually we'd, we would tell you who our guest is next week. But in a sense, our guest is everyone. Because next week will be a special Christmas episode of Yuletide Cheer and Thusly Merriment. Uh, as we look back on some of our favourite choices uh, in The Moon Underwater over the past year, thank you so much for supporting us throughout this, I guess it's our virgin year. Obviously, The Moon Underwater has existed for billions of years. Uh, the Big Bang created nitrogen, helium, the moon underwater and gas. But we'll be looking back at uh, some of the choices our guests have made over the year. And if you would like to support us further, if you'd like to go that extra mile, then do head over to moonunderpod.com and link through to our Patreon page where you can gain all manner of things. Also, there's merch these days. Mm, you can get signed merch. Moon Underwater prints. You can get pint glasses with the wonderful artwork from Jem Ward, who is son of George Egg, a.k.a. the Snackhacker, and a very, very talented graphic designer. Uh, so do check him out on Instagram. And we will see you next week for our special app. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 